My name is Taina Asili, and you're listening to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. They're pervasive in the hood. It is all good in the hood. That's right. That's right. We, we keep we keep we keep our ghetto smile on. We t- <laughs> I like call legit said. I feel, I feel like ghetto smile. I feel like ghetto smile is problematic, but um, I'm just going with the song. <laughs> go with the song. That's right. Go with the song. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mike. I'm Gerardo Munoz. I am Kevin Adams. He is Kevin Adams, and we are merely. Two public school teachers in the city. Two dope public school teachers. Public school teachers in the city of Denver. In the city, city of Denver. (laughs) Denver. (laughs) We keep it rocking. See, I'm singing today. Love it. Keep it it. rocking. Because you were singing on the interview that people are about to hear. Yeah, they're gonna get to. If you stay tuned, you'll get to hear some singing, more singing. And I'll tell you, man. Like I feel like I feel like people want more singing from you i have no data to support this um but i do believe that there, people want more singing you know i've there, there, there might be more singing coming down the pipe i've i've you know at band practice i'll, I'll just let you all in on a little bit of behind the scenes baseball yeah yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's 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 a song or two that i'm I believe, working I believe on the singing phrase is, i believe the phrase is inside baseball inside baseball behind the scenes ba- behind the scenes <laughs> inside baseball that's in yes. the locker room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah. It is definitely in the locker room. It is. It's the stuff you don't see. Um, <laughs> what is happening here? So, yeah, we are here today um, on a on a wintry day. Yes. Is it, is it me? that Do you feel surprised by the weather at all? Um, actually the weather is finally getting back to like somewhat normal, like what we expected. I was surprised when we were like in December and it had snowed. Right. But I mean, now it's like regularly, like it's, it's cold. I don't like that. Here's what I realized when we were began, like most of the school year last year, I got, I didn't have to get in my car in the coldest parts of winter. Yeah. Right. And so like now. I'm like getting back used to that. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't like Absolutely. being cold in the morning. Absolutely. So that's the part like defrosting your car. Man, that's a real bummer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No. Yeah. It's, it's a bummer. And you know, you know, what's interesting is that as, as you know, and now our listeners are about to know, I smashed up my car. Um, and I had to smashed like rent up the gray one, bought me a red. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find you. No, red, no, I didn't. No, it wasn't um, like that at all. Yeah, rappers, no, it rappers make you think like they is really do. Different. They make you. They make, I remember listening to a podcast that you and I both like to listen to. We won't say on here because we don't want to lead people astray. When one ho- one co host said to the other, he's like, Man, I'm going to buy a Bentley just to run it into yours. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do that. That's don't do that. That is amazing. Um, so, 
uh yeah so so i did that and so i had i, I rented this like truck and yes. the truck made it really you know difficult to like park so like parking was extremely like difficult in the garage so i couldn't park in the garage so the, for the first time and this is where my child did not have the childhood that i had my yes. child had to get into a cold car oh yes that's nothing that we've had and i have to hand it to my spouse um it is very important to her that we use the garage to store cars yes yes not avoid things like that oh wait wait hold on wait you can put cars in a garage you know because at my house we don't do we put stuff in the garage yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well i think it's interesting because i little known fact about the history of garages originally they were um they were conceptualized as like hmm, how do you explain this it's like a little house for your cars your, oh i didn't know that I, yeah. we're using ours com- we are using my ours completely i mean it's, it's understandable it's understandable <laughs> a lot of people don't know that history you know i'm yes, telling you I'm, yes, we're yes. here to, you just gotta open your third eye and be like wow. dang Dang. I could put my I could put my car in. I could put, put two cars in there. Put two, if, oh, I, honey, we can fit two cars in this. <laughs> All right. That's why it's called the two car garage. Have you seen these people with those wild four car garages? I'm like, I, oh my gosh, that's wild. That's four wheels. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, if you are tuning in to um, two dope teachers and Mike for the first time, Kevin, we were called in one of our podcast comments the gateway drug to abolition. Oh wow! I lo- oh man, y'all really, y'all really understand. We us. are the gateway drug to abolition. We I had like another that. person write in and say after our last episode, uh, "Thank you for helping me feel normal." Um, there we so go. That's, cool. that's what like we're striving all, for. I mean, the the brand is hearty, wouldn't you say? The brand, the brand. is in a good spot. It is. It is. It is. Um, yeah. So, uh, but if you are hearing us for the first time, please feel free. To give us a follow um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Two Dope Teachers. Get us to ten thousand followers, peoples. We're at ninety seven hundred and six. Get oh, us to on. that ten k. Ten k. I'm trying to. I'm going to try to get our little verified account thing. We're trying to get a little check mark. We need a um, check mark. Yeah. Somebody told me that Twitter wasn't giving those out anymore, and then someone else told me that whoever told me that was lying. And they so know. now I don't know what to Uh-oh. do. I don't know who to trust, man. I don't know who. To do. That's how it's always been. You can, trust me. you can trust yeah, me. I, exactly. I can trust you. Um, except you're not on social media, so you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's true. all love. True that. True it's that. True. Well, listen, uh, folks, we, we're going to keep this intro fairly brief because we've got a fire guest uh, coming up right after this introduction. Kevin, who do we have coming up? We are blessed today to blessed. have an interview with the 2022 Woo. Colorado Teacher yeah. of the Year, Autumn Rivera. <sighs> ah! Yeah, Yay! this is an amazing thing, and Autumn is terrific. And at the time of this recording, Autumn is preparing to head to Washington, D.C. Uh, to do another interview, an interview I didn't do. That's uh, right. To be considered as one of the four finalists for National Teacher of the Year that's 2022. right Big and this time. is amazing like and i just not to put too fine a point on it but this is really special because since 1994 the state Let's of colorado go. has only ever had nine national finalists wow and since 
Colorado started keeping track of Teachers of the Year in 1963, we've only had something like, wait, oh, wait, let me get that. Like, I got it wrong. Since 1994, um, we have not had a single national finalist. Autumn will the be first the first th- in twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Yes. And I was I was like that because that stat doesn't sound that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, first in twenty eight years. Um, so basically, since I was a senior in high school, we've never had a national finalist. And um, since the award was kept track of in the state of Colorado in nineteen sixty three, we've only had nine national finalists. So if you're keeping track. That's nine national finalists in almost 60 years. And so this is a really big deal. In addition, and we're supposed to be one of the most educated states, right? So why, why are we represented more at the day? We always know, like, we're, we're in the middle, flyover country. Well, we got that. We got that 40. The autumn's about, to change, autumn's about to change all of that. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think it would be controversial for us to take a side here. I think we are officially the Autumn Rivera Hype podcast. Um we are a tribute podcast to the greatness that is autumn. And, yes. um, you know, we think it's CCSSO. I mean, you had a chance last year and you kind of messed up. But this year, y'all you can't can do right. It. You can you don't do blow right. it. You don't you, you, blow you have it. an even better opportunity now. It's like Austin Rivers shooting a three pointer against the Brooklyn Nets. Like, like you can't miss on this one. You can't. You miss. can't. Yo, also coming up um, in a few weeks, uh, you can also expect to hear from 2021 National Teacher of the Year, Juliana Ortube, the first Latina to receive National Teacher of the Year. We're so excited to have her on the show. Um, Be listening around Valentine's Day um, for that episode. But yeah, man, um, it was a great conversation, wasn't it, with, with Autumn? It was, it's a good one. It's, I think this is a fire conversation I think uh, people will leave inspired. I always say that, I feel like. But I think well, it's because uh, they energized, you know, and, and, and even with some ideas of how to, like, infuse community activism into your pedagogy. So we even got those pieces because we do yeah. it all. And finally, she, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to tell you all, but she, 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 she does something amazing with the top five. Yeah, y'all, y'all say. gotta listen. Y'all gotta listen to the end. Listen mom, all I need you, mom. You don't ever listen all the way to the end, mom. I know, but that's this all one you right. Have to listen to to the end. Check um, it out. It is all right. It is all right. Well, so without any further ado, moms Kevin could do what moms could do whatever she wants. They really can. I mean, because look, look, they they raised us. They, they put spin. up with they put up with all of our nonsense. Yeah, I, I don't. I was a perfect kid. I don't know. You, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. About. Yeah. That's right. Me too. I was never nonsensical. That's right. That's right. Not ever. Very serious. I was born like this. All right, y'all. So enjoy this interview and um, and just let us know what you think. Um, really appreciate everybody coming out and supporting us and just being a part of uh, Two Dope Productions. We're here for 2022. We ain't going nowhere. And we are here this fine evening. I'm not going to say what evening it is because who knows when we're going to be able to drop this episode. But hopefully you're hearing this today after um, Kev, we're here with the Autumn Rivera, social stu- social studies, middle school teacher. I just think everybody's a social studies teacher, middle yes. school teacher from Glenwood Springs Middle School. But you may know her better as the 2022 Colorado Teacher of the Year and one of the four finalists for the 2022 National Woo! Teacher of the Woo! Year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. And Welcome. I am still social studies, so you're not fully off. That's true. Yeah. I think it's because you studies. said that before we started yeah. talking. Well, welcome to Two Dope Teachers and uh, Mike. Um, we are so excited to, to have you on the show um, this evening. You got a lot of big things going on. So just thank you for being here with us. This yeah, evening. thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to sit down with some teachers and have a conversation. I remember when I first listened to your podcast, I told other people like, you guys got to listen to this because it's like, they get it. Like you guys were talking about how you never see each other, even though you work in the same <laughs> building. And like that is life. That is truth. That, that is. I mean, in all, I mean, it is life. And also um, I'm not that likable. And so that also may be a reason that we don't see each other. Kevin's like, I don't have time. No, <laughs> I, I, I need to go. I always tell myself, I'm like, what am I doing sitting here working? I need to go see Gerardo. Because <laughs> he has an office at the back of his room. Like, oh, so yeah. you, you really, you know. You gotta you, want it. You gotta want bro, it. Bro, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not saying that I actively take naps back there sometimes, but I am saying it's a panoramic and I'm old. Um, <laughs> and that's what just kind of happens. So, um, so like, we, we've just got so many things we want to talk to you about. And, um, you know, the first thing, I guess, you know, two dope teachers and a mic, we, we created this about f over five years ago to try to build some kind of community among teachers of color and get stories out here. So um, I think, first of all, we're just really interested in hearing um just how you got here as as a teacher um as a person of color teaching where you teach and all that kind of stuff so what's 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 your story what's my story that's a great question um so i'm a small town girl i actually grew up in the area where i'm teaching right now i grew up my dad was a bison ranch manager he also went oh to wow high wait did you say a, bi a bison ranch manager yeah. yes. yes that's amazing yeah so like i grew up like hanging the bison and like you know will they run through the fence or not and kill us we'll see you know you like, said you, you said ha you said haying the bison okay. right bison right. right okay no that's okay i was like they always said y'all teachers from the western slope are tough so yeah, <laughs> no, it's really funny it's a, such a crazy like experience so i grew up my dad and i graduated from the same high school um he moved up he um his father moved up from New Mexico. Um, All right. He was like 15, lied about his age and got a job on the railroad and, um, you know, never left. And so kind of just like three generations almost here in the area. And so I've sort of just like watched this town kind of grow up around me and, and kind of change and how that works. And, you know, when my, my grandfather was here and when my dad was here, they were kind of the only people of color in the area. And so that sort of changed as things happened. And I vividly remember like when I was in like high school, when things sort of started shifting, when we had more diversity in the area and just sort of like processing, I think it was the first time for me, I realized that I wasn't the same as the people I went to school with. You know, I went to a very uh, Caucasian school and there was, there was a, a few Hispanic people with me, but in general, it was um, just a lot of white students, which was great. We went to school from, you know, kindergarten up, we knew each other really well, but it was that first time where I was like, wait, I'm, I'm different. And like having that experience, which I think a lot of different people do. Um, and just sort of like having that worth work ethic, like working on, a, you know, being able to help my dad and my, my mom was a teacher as well. She's white and having that sort of mixed combination and different backgrounds has been really helpful in sort of shaping who I am today and what I've gone through in my experiences. Um, my dad's first language was Spanish and just hearing his stories and what he went through. Um, it's just really powerful. And I think has helped shape my teaching and kind of processing that piece too. Yeah. You know, he wasn't really 
oh, they didn't really want him to speak Spanish back in the day. Like you know right. English and that's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just, I'm like, oh, what a lost gift. You yeah. Know, that yeah. Would have been passed on. And so, so you and I are really similar because, because I also have a white mother who mm-hmm. is a retired teacher. Um, yeah. So we're, we're very similar, except you're like good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I do reflect though, like being able to use the white privilege of my mother, you know, like that privilege kind of like translated over to me and was really helpful, Mm -hmm. I think, in, in being able to kind of go through the, the road I've taken and, and have that piece um, and just sort of proximity to whiteness piece, right? Like, I feel like that's been a big key to me getting into some of the spaces I've gotten into and um, just shout out for, for uh, acknowledging that because that's, it's a hard thing to own when you're still yeah. brown. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's something I really worked on in the last year of just sort of processing, like, where do I fit in? What am I? I don't know. But in that process, like, I definitely realized, like, I would not be who I am today. Um, just without that, you know, support from my parents, but also just that that privilege that I have sort of by proxy been been given to. So, yep. yeah. So what is it that brought you into teaching? Um, I think I always wanted to be a teacher, even from a very young age. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily like science teacher, but I remember like going on a hike one time and thinking like, I want to learn all of the things and teach them to people. You know, I don't Mm. even know if I knew what it was at the time, but just loved that piece and always found myself in leadership roles and Mm. like as a kid and like that kind of thing. The kick the can and organizing all of those different (laughs) things. All of a sudden it's like me and all, there's like 20 kids around me and I'm like putting them in groups and here's what we're doing. And so it's sort of just been, I don't know. It's really funny because I was really shy. Like this recess needs structure, right? (laughs) Someone's got to organize this. It's got to be me. So I think it just sort of started there and then just sort of grew. I'm, um, unfortunately when I went to college, you know, I was a biology major and I went to, um, the best college in Colorado. Name it. Colorado College. Colorado College. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Giving me other stuff, other times, so I want to make sure. Uh Oh, I mean, CC's CC's fine. Like as long as you didn't go to like CSU or some nonsense. Uh Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. So I went to that school, and um, we did the block plan, and so it wasn't able. We did one class at a time for three and a half weeks, and so there just really wasn't a way to do a science major and an and education major at the same Mm. time so I kind of had to put that idea on the back burner and then when I got to the end of my career there I realized that they had a master's of arts and teaching program that was like perfect for me and so I jumped on that and thought I wanted to do elementary school and then they were like "Mm, you kind of got the middle (laughs) school vibe let's go try that and they put me in a middle school and I never turned around I was like these are my people I am home let's do this so I mean, I, that's, that's like, you're speaking so, Kevin's language, right? You are, you are. And, and I'm, I'm quite the opposite. Like I'm 17 years in and I, in all of my student teaching, I was like, I'm going to be a high school teacher. I'm going to be a high school teacher. Did only three, three months of my practicum at, at a middle school and then went into middle school, have taught middle school every year of my career. I have a few high schoolers uh, and this year, two 10th grade classes and a couple years back, a little bit of high school, but mostly middle school. And, uh, you know, I think it takes a special type. Uh, my my special is the right word. Super weird type. No, I mean, yeah, I think I mean, middle school teachers are built different as you know, I mean, they're just y'all just built different. You, you got to be willing to wow out, you know, as a middle school teacher, you know. And so like my question, like. 
tell the people what 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 lets you know, like you said, middle school was my tribe. What are some of the things that told you that? Yeah, I think first off, like I hated middle school. Like, I don't know many people that like look back and they were like, if only I could go back to awkward middle school. Time, yeah, right? there's a lot no of people who felt that way about middle school. Yeah. I was popular in middle school. I just want to point that out. This is there right. was one year that I was popular and I was in seventh grade. And I will never forget how that felt because it never happened again. <laughs> it never happened again. I was in the homemade vest stage. And then I think there was like the colored oh, wow. jeans phase. Like, it was good. I was a nerd. I've been a nerd my whole life. And it was like really good. And so I think when I went into middle school, I wanted to tell the kids like, it gets better. Like you just got to get through it. Like, and just being able to be there for them. And they're just first discovering who they are. It's yep. their first sort of time as they're like, sort of stepping out into their independence. And they yeah. are kind of like, they don't want their parents, but they still need an adult. And like, yep. what an honor to be able to be that adult for them. Like, it's such a gift. And so just being able to be a part of that has been really fun. And I love their energy and I love their sarcasm and just all of it. Yeah, and like, I've, the fact I've that they have to wear deodorant. Like you gotta remind them of those. Yes, things. this yeah. is critical. No, oh, you have to use soap, but yeah, they're great. <laughs> It's it a, like, it's, it's funny because I, I have an eighth grade advisement and like, I love them to death, but they are so petty. Oh my goodness. Like a pettier group of, a pettier age group of children never existed. Well, like, middle, they will school, just say, middle school girls are the most evil people. Oh, but boy, boys are petty too. Boys are petty too. They're like, I, I, I had one I, kid ask me today. I had one kid ask me today, Mr. Why does it whistle through your teeth? Oh, and then someone, and then his friend is like, because he got crooked teeth. I'm like, man. All right. They tell you too how it is. There's no like. There's they no do you tell you. Kevin, why are you they, applauding? They, they do. I, I just, I just know how middle schoolers are. That's how they roll. <laughs> mister, mister, uh, do you drink coffee? No. Why? Because your breath be stinking. <laughs> I'm like. I mean, that's a good thing about wearing a mask. Like, now, right? can I have some gum, please? Don't yeah. just like do me like that and not give me some gum. Give me yeah. some gum. <laughs> yeah, they're great. But I, I mean, they they are fun. And that 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 sarcastic wit that they have about them is 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 like very good, and it keeps you young. It keeps yeah. you young True. with middle schoolers. Have you always taught? So uh, this year you're teaching sixth grade. Have you always taught sixth grade or? So this is my 17th year of teaching as well. And there we I, go. Taught, um, I taught, I taught. Y'all came in the game at the same time. That's <laughs> yeah. That was I a year of greatness. Right that was a good year. It was a good year. It was a good, it was classic. Yeah. Bring the good ones in. Um, seventh and eighth grade for seven years in Colorado Springs and then have been sixth grade. I do like a, instead of, we, we call it crew. So instead of like an advisory, we call it crew. Okay. And we, I have six seventh and eighth graders in that one. So that's really cool. Cause I get to like build this relationship. So like multi yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so powerful. Oh, cool. I love it. Um, and just kind of being able to do all of that has been really fun. Um, eighth graders are my favorite. I do love them because they're kind of like cats. Sixth graders are like dogs because they're going to so love like, you. Yep, they love you. Eighth graders are like cats and you got to work for it. And like, you do. You blow do. Things up and they're like, mm, I've seen better. And, and so just because, <laughs> and just because they're nice to you one day is no guarantee they'll be nice to you the next day. No. Like they, <laughs> no. yeah. but it's also like such a cool time the whole time, sixth, seventh and eighth 
to watch them change, to watch them grow into who they are. The best though is when they come back in high school, like just this morning, yes. a conversation and they're like, do you remember me? And I'm like, I do, but you looked very different. Like you have a full grown beard now. And yep, you you got to help me out. Yeah. That's the one beauty of our school. It's a six through 12. So we get to watch them all the way. And it's, it's, it's a trip where you're like, I remember when you came in and you, you couldn't do your your locker. locker. You were were lost. It took you four weeks to figure out where to go in the school. And then they're like making a speech at the end of valedictorian uh, touring everybody around you know they're like oh i own this place that's and, so cool. you know that's the it. that's the beauty of it that but middle I, school time the, you know i i agree too because that middle school time is just so important and so interesting for kids and i think i think having a great teacher who just has a heart for their particular demographic i think is i think it's really powerful and i think i think it's a beautiful thing and my heart goes out to y'all like as much as as much as i feel like i should be good at middle school i it's just not my, I, just, I, I'm too, I think I'm too much of an elitist to be honest with you. <laughs> like I'm not, no, 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 We have, to, we have to study history the proper way. And like, you know, it's not always like that. <laughs> but, no, no, but no. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I, I'll stay in my lane with high school for sure. Um, okay, it takes a village. It takes a village. So that's it good. does. Yeah. It does. I mean, as long as I have to, I found that as long as I don't have to teach middle schoolers anything, I'm pretty good with them. Hanging like, out with just like we just chill together. Well, we can hang out, but we also get into like dialogues. We have conversations about stuff, and you know, enough of them want to participate in those conversations. We get we get into some pretty active, you know, yeah. conversations. But in terms of like making them all study the same thing at the same time, I just have not learned how to do that with that. Well, age I think group. if you would find like if you were to take those kids, you're building that relationship with like that's kind of what you have to do first with middle schoolers. Is like you yeah, that's all it is. That's yeah. all and from it there, is. You're good to go. Yeah, it takes a while, and you gotta like, like sometimes in October, I'm like, sweet mother of God, like we have <laughs> not like, but then I'm like, it's gonna pay off, yeah. and yeah, yep, that time, yep, now I'm in yep, it, yep, good, and yeah. And, and then next thing you know, they're doing everything. They're like, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to, I kind of want to jump to, um, to a conversation about some of what happens in this three vet classroom. So, um, one of the, one of the big sort of things that's, that's come out since you were named Colorado teacher of the year is the Sweetwater Lake project. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is always really fascinating to me because every now and then you'll hear about teachers and groups of students in the community doing this really impactful authentic work that is like going to be memorable like these young people who went through this process with you will never forget it so could you talk a little bit about how you're how you were able and what it is that you do kind of on a regular basis that sets up that kind of possibility in in your learning space mm-hmm. you know I, when I think about when I back to when I got my master's you know I wrote my thesis on just the idea of like this community-based learning of really having students out in the community. And it's funny because it sort of has been ingrained in my classroom ever since. And I think um, it's taken a while to kind of like figure it out because it's a big animal to figure out all those moving Mm -hmm. pieces, but really trying to like make it meaningful and getting to know the kids and getting to know what they're passionate about and then sort of shaping. I'm, I'm really lucky as a science teacher, I'm able to shape what I teach sort of around their interests and what they want to know about. And so this was a, the Sweetwater Lake project was a project that we had done. Um, we do a whole semester long project on the Colorado River and sort of studying like 
the Colorado River, which runs right, you know, 10 minute walk from our school. And it's really- You might say a river runs right through it. Right through it, two rivers. (laughs) (laughs) And so we um, really just spent some time talking about like what as we as humans do to impact this river. All of our students' jobs rely on, all of our students' parents' jobs, sorry, rely on the Colorado River. Like no matter what, whether it's tourism, it's construction, it's uh, any sort of that piece, you know, yes. you're a doctor where I wouldn't have a job if it like every single one of us relies on water and, you know, and on the river. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of tying that in and understanding what that piece means. And there's a lot of different aspects to it, but one, yeah. a couple of years ago, um, we always have students um, kind of practice this this high quality work where they draw different pictures and look at different <laughs> things and during that. They, um, have different parts of um sorry what's going on you're so good on what's going on with the uh the river and they draw these macro invertebrates and kind of what it looks like which has been really cool um and yeah. then we sell it and in the past we've like sold it and donated our money to different areas and we were in the process of sort of doing that one year when a student came to me and said hey there's this lake that's about to go up um, for sale. And it's a, you know, it's right now it's an open space. I mean, it's being rented out. It was private property, but it's being sold. And there's this land trust that wants to buy it. Like, would it be Mm. possible for, for us to kind of look into that? And so I kind of stopped what we were doing and thought like, if this is what a student's interested in, and a sixth grader has brought this to me, like, let's look into it. And so I kind of presented the students with like the pros and the cons and said, okay, you guys decide, like, I'm not telling you what side to be on, like you kind of write yep. this piece. And so they each wrote letters to the land trust kind of telling them what, if they thought they should save it or not. And we sent those in and they then decided that wasn't enough. They wanted to do more. And so then they decided to have a bake sale and we sold, they did the design t-shirts and we sold t-shirts. This is wow. all during, like it started and then ended in the middle of COVID. And so it was sort of over the course. Oh, this, oh like, wow. Yeah crazy time and um in the end the kids were able to raise over six hundred dollars which doesn't oh, seem like right. a lot except for it came from 11 year olds 12 year olds that that's right. a lot that's selling a, trust me goods and <laughs> yeah for them to have five dollars is a lot yeah yeah so exactly so they were able to sort of raise this money and and donate it and um kind of we were able to present to community members and we had the land trust come and we kind of gave the, we, we were able to present the check to them and it was this whole big piece and um, I think their voices really caught the attention of the national level and they, the Forest Service decided that they were going to, to save the land. Um, and then from there, Governor Polis got so. a hold of that and decided that he was going to turn it into our next state park, which is all really exciting. And it was all students. I was there to guide yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. incredible. I mean, I think it is significant that. that, you know, when students have, and, and you know, Kevin has some experiences in this area, but I think it's really, it's a pretty significant decision for a teacher to say yeah let's do it you you know because like one simple word you know really made a huge difference um for the work that the that the kids were into just a quick follow-up on it um I know that like land and water rights are really significant um on the western slope did you get pushback from any elements of the community about the type of organizing kids were doing was there any sort of controversy that the kids had to had to learn to contend with. I think in this situation, because I let students sort of pick whatever side that they wanted to be on, it wasn't like I was like forcing, it was definitely more student, like, here's the evidence, you make your decision. I think mm. that helped in that situation. So that was really yeah. powerful. And I also kept like, I, I didn't tell the kids this. 
until afterwards but like I grew up at that lake that lake is my back my mm-hmm. backyard like, oh, I, every, wow. like I grew up every weekend going to that lake it's very yeah. very special to me and so you know later on I told them like this is my home like you guys worked yeah. to help like, save part of my home and it was just really powerful wow. to that but I didn't want them to know like I didn't want to sway them like I think you don't you know, want them to make a decision but, based yeah. on that that yeah. yeah I want them to be able to really just I mean, we're training them to be adults. And I really just believe that I don't want them to be adult later. I want them to be, you know, I want them to be able to make decisions now. Like so many times we train students for the future, for like in the future, whether it's like seventh grade, whether it's high school, whether it's college, but like we never give them a chance to really practice the now. And so really trying to do that is something I really try to incorporate into all the things I do. Um, Sometimes it's giant, like the Sweetwater Lake project, but a lot of times it's just sort of day-to-day things, getting community involved, bringing in expert speakers, different things like that. So yeah, it's really fun. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. No, I love that. Like, um, I'm privileged enough at our school, we have a class called Global Service Learning for our eighth graders. And uh, I taught it a couple of, uh, the last couple of years. Um, don't teach it this year. But, uh, and I can relate, like, uh, we had, we were working on our service learning projects and then the pandemic hit, the kids were, you know, really jazzed up. I had kids planning a walkout over the school to prison pipeline. Uh, You know, we had kids doing all sorts of stuff. And I love to see them when they have the potential to organize and think about things about how they can fundraise, but also seeing them research the issue and like that you can't stop it. Yeah. You know, you can't stop them. Like they're coming back to you. They're like, I found this, look at this. And here's what I was looking at last night. And it's like the greatest feeling in the world. But I know... like a lot of teachers get nervous about this stuff. What kind of, um, it, like, what kind of tips would you give for teachers and, and, and reasons why they need to embrace this type of learning in their classroom and the benefits of it? Yeah, I think for me, like, I'm never fully in control. So I'm kind of okay if I'm not in control and just sort of like embracing that, like, you might not go know where it goes, but like there's learning in that. There's like yes. learning in the unknown and just sort of processing that with your students and and talking about it and really being open with them. And I think helping them learn is something and helping them process themselves uh, is really powerful. And so I think that's one really great tip. And also just really strong community connections. Like it shouldn't be an us versus them. Like we're all together here. We're a community and really I've been so grateful with the people I, I work with and, and live with in this Roaring Fork Valley have just been so supportive. And when can we come in? What can we do? Like I've literally met random people on the streets like, oh, you're a you're a water engineer. Here's what we're going to do. You're coming in to speak. And then here we go. They're set and they're coming in. And and that's where kids figure out what they want to do. Right. Like I, I um, think I've talked to maybe some of you about Temple Grandin. I just really love her yes, work. And yes. she um, she I went heard her speak a couple of years ago and she talked about the fact of like kids can only do what they know to do. Like they can only have the jobs that they dream about. And so we as teachers need to really introduce them to like tons of different careers so they can kind of picture themselves in different situations. And so the more you can bring in, the more people you bring in, the more experts, you know, just it's gonna be more powerful for them. I love that. I think that's so important. So important, right? That they've they've got to understand that these are like real options because I don't even think, you know, I know. They don't, the way they think about the world, right? I, mean, I don't know if you guys heard this story. Um, I think it was a Wharton Business School. The professor asked the students uh, what the average American salary was. And they were saying like $800,000. <laughs> That's great. 
<laughs> but like, I think, you know, all right, like the quicker the kids understand like some realities, you know, they, you find what you're passionate about, what you're, what you're really good at. Right. And, you know, I think if someone had come to me with some of these things, I would have definitely been in a different space as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's great stuff. Uh, we're going to take a quick break um, to shout out the sponsors and uh, pay some bills, etc. But stay with us because we will be back. Autumn Rivera on Two Dope Teachers and a mic. Don't go away. want to tell you about one of our partners, Quetzal Education Consulting. Quetzal Education Consulting is a queer, black, and indigenous women-owned firm offering anti-racist consulting, PD, coaching, keynotes, workshops, and more. Their newly released Abolitionist Teaching Workshop series coaches and prepares teachers to further develop abolitionist practices in the classroom. Find out why they have been called The Future of Educational Justice by Dr. Bettina Love. You can book a free consultation with Quetzal by calling 510-397-8011 or visiting quetzalec.com. That is Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L-E-C.com. And if you mention you heard about them through Two Dope Teachers, you will receive a 5% discount on their Abolitionist Teaching PD series. Once again, you can book them by visiting quetzalec.com on their Connect With Us page. How do you know that your organization has created a culture of belonging where everyone thrives? Are there areas in your programming that don't align with the values and mission of your organization, but you are not sure what to do about it? If the answer is yes to either of these questions, your organization needs a comprehensive equity audit. For more information on how an equity audit can shift your organization's culture, contact the team at Lions Educational Consulting, lionseducationalconsulting.com. That's Lions, L-Y-O-N-S, educationalconsulting.com. Yo, what's good, everybody? Cerardo Munoz, I'm here with Kevin Adams, and we are here with Autumn Rivera, science and social studies teacher from Glenwood Springs Middle School, and notably the Colorado Teacher of the Year for 2022 and a national finalist, uh, which means Autumn is among four incredible teachers from across the United States, are being considered for National Teacher of the Year. Oh my goodness. Wild. Is it so wild? Big. It's wild, isn't it? It's, it's when I found out like the first three nights, I literally would wake up in the middle of the night and just be like top four. And then I would go back to sleep. So yeah, I'm still like trying to process it all. Like it's just such a huge honor. So I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the Colorado Teacher of the Year. Um, you know, recognition you received. Um, so just where where were you in terms of your practice, in terms of your relationship to your work, um, when you were notified that this was indeed going to be your role for the 2022 school year, year calendar um, year? Yeah, I was in the middle of my class teaching, doing my best thing. And all of a sudden my principal walks in and was like, you need to come with us all the class and I'm like is this an emergency like, <laughs> like I don't know and 
My kids also lined up really well. And I sort of was like, what are you <laughs> What's doing? going on? Do this, this is weird. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, like, something's off. They must Something have sensed the off. energy. Like later on, I was like, what the heck? And they were like, well, it's the principal. So I don't know. But we- um, <laughs> That's always a good yeah. thing when they're like, yo, we want to make you look good. You, yeah. Hey, <laughs> we, we, we don't show <laughs> out when certain people come in. You can't yeah. get this, you can't get this cool. award and yeah. have your kids wiling. Yeah, right? Exactly. Actually, good, good point. So we walked down and like, as we're getting down there, I'm sort of like, I can kind of sense like something's different. And then like, as we walk into, they had like, you know, just with COVID and, and making sure everyone's safe. We had like my, the one class I was teaching at the time and then my crew. So the group of students that I'm with for that, that time, those, the three years that I have them. Um, oh, I know. So that was really special <laughs> to have them there. I was like, oh, I love that. So, um, I walk in and all of a sudden there's, you know, my parents and my brothers and my, some of my nibblings <laughs> were there. And I was like, wait, what? And all these different people, there's lots of cameras and stuff. And so it was really cool. I think I was in shock for most of it. A lot of people were like, Autumn, what are you doing? And I was sort of like, I don't like, what do you do? I'm standing there and people, so it was really special. Um, I think it took a couple, I was just not prepared for the like, sort of social emotional part that comes with it. Like, yes, I won. And then you kind of just start processing, like, what does that mean? And, and mm -hmm. you know, the imposter syndrome sneaks in a little uh -huh. bit. Am I, yeah. am I good enough for this? Was it a fluke? You know, and so really trying to just like be excited. Um, it was really special to be, have my students there and like see the excitement in their eyes and really have that part. So uh, yeah. they still ask me, they're the ones that are prepping me for my, my interview coming up. They're the ones that are like, yeah. okay, what about this? What about that? So, that's great. <laughs> that's, amazing. that's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. What does the um what does rural mean to you and to your community? Um, I think rural, you know, it's really funny because I grew up rural, rural. Like I grew up where the closest town was 30 minutes away up a mm -hmm. dirt road. And now I live in a town of 9,000 people and there's stoplights. And so for me, I'm like in the big city, right? <laughs> yes, That's right. Yes, yes. I did live, I have lived on the front <laughs> range, so I know the little difference between them. I just think. Um, I think rural can really be anywhere. I don't think it necessarily has to mean like where you are specifically. It's just a small group of people looking out for each other, you know, and I think you yeah. can find that in the middle of a big city as well. And so I think just that idea of like, we, we've been together, you know, when I graduated high school, I had been to school with the same people all through my whole year, you know, 12 years of school. And a lot of them, they're our parents had also been together. And so it's just this right. seated community of, of supporting each other. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that the award then has kind of these really big ripple effects because from what you're describing, it just sounds like everybody in your community is so connected. Yeah. And my mom, I was just talking to her on the phone before we, we met and she was telling me that every time she goes in the grocery store, she runs into someone next that knew and it's like, oh my gosh, I'll tell Autumn, congratulations. So that's, <clears throat> that's been awesome. fun for her to see. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Fantastic. Well, I mean, it's, it's great. And it's, it, it's amazing to see just, just from where I sit, um, that, that we have another educator of color, um, but representing a different part of the state. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's an amazing thing. And, you know, just congratulations. I, I was bummed that I couldn't go down there for your recognition. I think it happened during Washington week. For yeah, us. I was going to say, I think you were in Washington week. We were in, we were in DC where I was fighting with our Congress people. I really apologize <laughs> if it affects anything that you have to experience oh, with them. If, if they're kind of like, as long as it's not we that hope, We oh, hope you're, you're not like the last dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Hillary too. Hillary was fighting with them too, so it was good. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Or, or you continue the, the tradition. 
continue the tradition they'll be like oh god colorado (laughs) oh no that's so funny well one of the best parts that was totally unexpected from me was uh my phone was blowing up what so i'm standing there my phone was in the back pocket and i was just like i could just feel it and i'm like what's going on and later i checked and it was all not all but a lot of it were messages from past teachers of the year and that was like just this community to like welcome me in with open arms was just so special and yeah, oh, yeah awesome. just like these are these are people and they're so great and i love that piece so yeah, yeah that's awesome that's great it's fantastic mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll switch gears here from teacher of the year because i and i think actually it's still on teacher of the year because this is i think an important part of being a teacher and people often separate it but uh i I, you know, 17 years, just like you. And one of the first things I did at orientation uh, was when on the break, they have all the the desk out in Denver Public Schools. It's a big, you know, lots of teachers coming in. And I found the Denver Classroom Teachers Association and I joined the union. And 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 I am currently serving on the, the DCTA bargaining team. So uh, can you tell us about like, uh, your experience with the union and and your your uh, your views on the the role of the union for educators and for students and for families and the communities uh, that these associations operate in. Um, and just share yeah, and, us. Yeah, and I think too, like this is such a. Th- I mean, as both of us as career long association people, you mentioned having um, family that worked on a railroad. My great grandfather worked on the railroad on the Rio Grande for, you know, 40 years and then retired with his gold watch and everything. And my dad, shout out uh, Leonardo Munoz, who was um, really active in Local 7 for King Supers. Yes, and so they, they just got their uh, yes. resolution, which is a beautiful thing. But I think the, the, the thing that, you know, and I kind of knew about you a little bit because because we because we follow um, ski country EA and they follow us on on Instagram and, and that kind of thing and so um, to see a person who's active in the association and who's doing that solidarity work with um, with colleagues and communities um, talk a little bit about why that's been an important part of your of your career and and your calling um, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm similar to Kevin. I, same thing. Day one, you have your little HR training and then you walk around and you're like, here we go. I think um, I come from a family of, uh, of, you know, just really supporting people and making sure their voice is heard. Um, and that's just something that's been ingrained in me from when I was a little child that we got to really give voice to all people, not just the ones in power up top. And so really trying to be a part of that. And I think my first couple years of teaching, I just was sort of figuring out you know, how the whole system worked. Um, and then once I moved up to Glenwood, I got more involved in the union. Um, I, I, I'm my, I was my building's uh, AR for a long time. Yep. Did that piece and work with your teachers and help support them. And I think it's just really imp- important for teachers to know that like we're professionals and we should be a part of our professional organization. Like this is what it is. It's here to help support us. And, and just really when we work together and can have a voice, it's just better for everyone. It's just a, a better situation. And so um, I've been on our interest-based bargaining committee now for nine years and I've been a member of that and really involved in that piece. And I really like that ability to, to sit down and problem solve. Like we're all on the same team here, you know, That's we're right. all trying to support our students. That's what we're trying to do here and really pro- problem solving and 
and getting to know how that situation works. And we've done a lot of change and, and we've learned a lot of lessons. It's been really interesting to sort of see how the whole thing works. But I think when you really uh, get to know people and where they're coming from and their stories, it really helps then decide how you're gonna move forward in decisions and supporting our schools. So I've been really grateful to be able to be a part of our association and, and think it's been really strong, especially I'm a part of Growing Fork Community Education Association. Our CEA, and we've been doing great work. So I'm, I'm proud to be a part of them. Very good. Very good. Well, you know, and I think it's so important that we talk about it because I think the teachers union is often, you know, kind of portrayed as this evil organization that we have like these interests that are like very protectionist of our interests. And it's really not what it is. And, and I think it's really important. I love what you said that, you know, we are professionals. And I think we, we have to realize that we have the opportunity to have some say in our profession. And, and I think we, we have to really take advantage of it. And, you know, I'd like to thank you for serving as a member of the bargaining team for nine years, because I have been on our bargaining team coming up to close to a year now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, <I> wanna, <laughs> and as you know, it's a challenge. And we haven't even gotten to the big deal, you know, because I think it's, 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 it can be disheartening because you start to find out maybe how some of the people who work for you, and I've heard from some people in more smaller districts that it's a little more kind of partnership because you see people in the community, yeah. like you see the district leaders out and they see you and it's like, Hey, we, we have to work together, which I, you know, I would love to see us adopt more of that attitude in our community. But like, Right now, we, we, you know, bargain through a Zoom and I've never been in a room with the people who I'm bargaining with. So it, it just, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It, it is really hard. I think though, like, I, don't, I just really love being able to speak for those that don't have a voice. I think that's something I'm always passionate about, whether it's a student, whether it's a teacher or whatever. And I think, you know, just really being able to collect all these ideas from my school and being able to represent my staff on this committee and then being able to just like represent other teachers in other places. It's really powerful. And I think it really helps let teachers know that they're supported and that we're here and that we're just trying to like all work together to make it a better, a better situation. Yes. Related to that. <clears throat> um, so Kevin and our other partner, Asia, uh, they co-host a, a podcast called the Ed Exit Interview. And we had a guest on Desmond Williams who shared a statistic that is kind of worrying, and that is that close to 5% of the teacher force has indicated that they will not return to teaching after this school year um, nationwide. And so what that the what the numbers kind of crunch down to is we could lose a minimum of a quarter of a million teachers between 21-22 um, and 22-23. How what what are your what do you see? And what do you hope for in light of, of that number? Are there things that system-wide we need to start appreciating? Are there things that those of us who are active in our professional associations need to be addressing? Um, as the Teacher of the Year, this will come up a lot for you. Um, it started coming up for us uh, when in our cohort, but it'll start coming up like a lot and probably already has how do you view this um, great resignation that's happening in the teaching profession nationwide? 
Yeah, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to read the CEA report that came out um, last uh, in December, but it's 67% in Colorado. Yep. 67% yeah. of teachers are saying like yeah. it's just it's ridiculous and it's crazy but yeah. i also like this is the hardest year i've ever had in 17 years like this is exhausting yeah. it's overwhelming and and all of that and i really feel like I, i'm really a big component against toxic positivity and i feel like that's really yeah. what's happened now in education and mm -hmm. i think it started with well wishes I, I don't blame anyone i don't think there was ill intent but sure. it has sort of morphed into this idea of like Teachers are not superheroes. I'm not a superhero. I'm a That's human right. being. That's I gotta right. like, say that. Say, say that. that. Yeah. Like I gotta sleep. I gotta like take care of myself. I gotta do that. And I think mm -hmm. we as teachers need to help encourage each other that we have to set boundaries and we have to be able to not be martyrs because it's not fair to our kids. If we're exhausted and we can't do it, then we're right. not there for our kids and it's not any better. And so I really have just been trying to push that with teachers of just having to set those boundaries and, you know, the reasons, you know, be there for the kids. It's hard, you know, we're teachers, we love our kids, we want to be there, but that's right. it's really in Colorado, you know, especially with our lack of funding, it's gotten past, like, you need to give me a new coffee mug. It's gotten past, like, can you give me the Starbucks gift card or can you buy my Amazon really? wishes online? It's, yeah. I need $20,000 in my pocket or I'm going to walk, you know, like yep. teachers just can't yep. do it right now. And so I just really hope that we are able to, as a, as a state, be able to really help with the, buy back that BS factor and really help support our, our education because it really is hard. And, and as professionals in our, in our union, we're able to have a voice and really push towards that. And I think that's really powerful. Districts can do what they can. We, I was just a chair of our committee in our, in our district to help mm -hmm. pass the mill levy. We just passed the mill levy and I was a, a chair of that committee, a co-chair. And it was a yep. lot of work. You talk about volunteering, yeah. Kevin. I hear you. Like the hours you put into it is out of control. I kept track of it one time and it was like another full-time job. Like, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, don't keep, don't keep. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> I like, I'm gonna try it one time. No, but but do keep, but do keep. Yeah, no, but like it just is a lot, and like so we've done what we can as a district. We've gone through our our finances, and there's no more money, you know, and so we yep. can have. We can all band-aid up the boat a little bit longer, but I yeah. do worry what will happen. And, so, yeah. and, if, and for those of you who are not in Colorado and don't know what Autumn is referring to with the BS factor, this is the budget stabilization factor, uh, which happened when? How long ago did this happen? Oh, eight. I feel like it. I feel like it, it happened. Oh, eight, oh nine, something like that. And essentially, what it was was that after I. Okay, I may be completely inventing this history, so call me out if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> essentially, essentially, um, you know, around the time of the housing crisis, um, the Colorado economy was in shambles, and so money was borrowed to stabilize the budget from education and our students have never been paid back um, right. at last count they were owed how much money do you know how much money they're owed i feel like it's like 30 billion dollars yeah it's something like yeah. that it's a ridiculous amount of money yeah. and it's also on twitter i know y'all like to call me out when i'm wrong about stuff so please call me out on this one if i'm wrong but you know the the thing that we have to realize as a state is that you know we've got kevin and i have seniors at our school Class of 2022 that's has, right. never Shout out. has never had a single day of fully funded education. And that's, um, and that's a crisis. That's a catastrophe. And so that that's amazing that you are elevating that issue because at the end of the day, you get what you pay for and we're number 49, um, you know, and, and I'll tell you that when you get a chance to meet the other state teachers of the year, it feels like we're 49. Like you hear about kind of, 
you know, what they have to work with in a lot of other states. And it's pretty wild. So, um, but I really appreciate you shouting that out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, look I it up. We're close. It's 2009, 2010. Yo, oh, nice. there you go. So you're I'll on point. I'll take point. it all day. <laughs> I've been teaching. I've been teaching history for 23 years. I ain't trying to flex though. That's right. That's right. Autumn, I got a question, and I, I think this is a question that I'm going to start asking every guest on hmm. our show. Uh, but what do you? What's your? Give me just like I'm going to just say. Let's play. It's a new game. Oh God, new okay. games on the slot. It's a word association. <laughs> this is good game. practice for you. This All I practice. want you to do is just like say as much as you can what you think when I say this phrase. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Learning loss. Ah. Learning loss. Sorry, I like to use game. the word learning shift. I, I fight you back with a learning shift because we did not lose any learning. We shift. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. say that. Kev, we yeah. need sound effects. You didn't bring the sound effects. <laughs> there we go. Say that. Yes. That's, yeah. a really big, that's a big pet peeve of mine right now. Let's like, go. Why are we punishing our students? We They also went through a pandemic. We all went through a pandemic. We're still in it. We're still surviving it. And they didn't learn losing. They shifted what they lost. They learned how to take care of themselves. They learned how to keep yeah. themselves health, healthy. They learned how to be flexible when it's online, in person, back and forth. You don't know the technology they learned and how to do all of that. Like, and I think helping kids know that, like you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't learn, lose anything. You just, just. What you learned and that's yeah. okay. It's and I okay. would say that our high schoolers, a lot of them learned boundaries. A lot of them learned like, you know what? I don't have to grind myself to dust for a GPA. I don't have to deal with abusive friendships and toxic people in my life. Like I can actually heal a little bit. And, you know, this isn't to minimize some of the trauma that happened as a result of being quarantined in, in, in education. But yeah, that, I, that's, I totally, I really like that learning shift. We're going to have to, um, I love that hashtag uh, learning shift. This might go into our, uh, into the title of the episode and, you know, keep that one in mind. All right. Do you you have another word association? All right. All right. Okay. We'll try this one. Accelerating the learning. Yeah. Same thing. It kind of ties right back into that of like, why are we punishing kids? (laughs) Like I don't, I get it. I get that. Like we want to help support kids. I'm not trying to negate that fact that like, it was a really hard time, but like, I know for myself as a, a, an adult who's almost 40 and has two master's degrees, it was really hard for me. And I am right. not an 11 year old kid. And so right. we're like yeah. trying to help that and like naming that and like, let's just get through this together. We're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. It's going to yes. be just fine. Yes. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Those, like yeah. those, you know, <laughs> those I, I just want people to hear that from the Colorado Teacher of the Year That's right. for 20, 2022, what are you, you're 2022, you're 22, you're 21, because, okay. Yeah, because it's, I don't care, it's currently 2022. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's okay. I, I get confused. Although I don't know, I don't know. Like I get confused <laughs> when I start thinking about the NBA season, like somehow the Denver Nuggets are in their third season in a year and a half like this is really bizarre <laughs> like what is happening um but no yeah, i so, think this is important stuff for people to yeah. hear and 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 like Absolutely. i think i think people need to understand and i love what you said the kids the kids did shift their learning and they did things that i can't even believe and here's and i always tell them to flex on people i went to school in a pandemic 
Who raise your hand if you yeah. went to school and got through school in a pandemic? Not me. I Not me. Know. They should. Yeah, I didn't even go stuff. through school in this century. <laughs> I did have a college student the other day. I was telling him I graduated high school in 2000, and he was like, "Oh, that's when I was born." And so that was. A- <laughs> yeah, that always makes <laughs> you feel. <laughs> I'm gonna have people be like, "Oh, that's when my mom was born." <laughs> like when I graduated. Oh, so funny. I love it. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's one of my favorite things to say to kids is that I started teaching in the late 20th century. And uh, that makes it seem like a really long time. That's so All right. Funny. Well, I feel like Kev, I feel like we're just kind of we're, we're just kind of kicking the can down the road. We're, we're kind of prolonging the agony here. We, we've got a the agony. No, this has been. I mean, it's agonizing because it's so important and like the most important question, although you've talked on so many important things, Autumn, already. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, no, don't. This is the pinnacle. We've been building. Okay. Okay. Because I thought you were going to say, ah, you talk. This is no big deal. This is a big deal. Um, And and so if now feel free to if this jeopardizes your candidacy for national teacher of the year just say so and we'll end the interview here like it's all good but kevin has a really important question and i'm going to get out my notebook because it's that important and if if you have to you know you can always do the also you can't see this if you're listening at home but i have a cactus pen this was a gift that's from the from the Arizona Teacher of the Year of 2021, Sarah Wiffles. Oh, that makes sense. Wiffles, 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 Wiffles. That's right, because her kids say waffles. Um, so yeah, so I have my, I have my. Sounds Arizona like she teaches middle pen. school. She yeah. doesn't. She teaches high school. Oh, but they still <laughs> they call it waffles. <laughs> That's high school. Okay. That's I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Kev, you ready? All right, this, Autumn, are you ready? I'm ready. This ready. question is a a two dope tradition. Two dope tradition. Um, it's it's like our. Um, James Lipton of the, the all actor inside the actor studio. You've never explained this well. Like this, I feel like <laughs> this is big. So here's where we're going. So at Two Dope Teachers and a Mic, we love to ask our guests who are their top five favorite rappers, MCs, musical artists, musical group. Or whatever spoken word spoken word poet, (laughs) take it wherever you want. And we uh, and we are very loose on this podcast. We are non-hierarchical. So if you would like to say that they are all tied for your top, you can do that. If you'd like to have multiple number ones, you can do that. If you need to have multiple number threes, you can do that. We've also had the um, the Eric Hale rule, twenty twenty one Texas Teacher of the Year who started by saying, here's my top five, but if it was the top 10, it would be this, but it was a t- if it was the top 15, it would be, so we just called that the Eric Hale rule. Um, if, if you're lucky, you'll have a rule named after you. Um, yes. So, yes. yeah. So, so <laughs> it's no fanfare. Um, <laughs> all right. So, there we go. There we go. Okay. All I, right. I will do. I'm, I'm ready. I've been thinking about it. And I um, am really a big component of um, just female power and really empowering just females in science. You know, as a science teacher, I really want students Yo, to know okay. that they can do that. And so in yes. that theme, I will do my uh, top five favorite, like girl power, like, here we go. Um, and yes, I'm a middle school teacher, so it's going to be dorky, and I'm embracing it the entire way. Let's go, yeah. middle school. We're doing it, yeah. 
my first one, many people might not know, but this is someone that I like grew up listening to. It's a, a punk rock, Christian punk rock group, which is so funny, called Super Chick that I listened to growing up. And they're all nice. about like, Super Chick. Like, I love I just that. picture myself as like this middle school, high school girl, like listening to this girl power song, like I'm going to change the world. So I, that's <laughs> I love that. I love Using that. The gospel. What's one of their tracks? I'm not familiar with their um, work. Uh, there's tons. There's a song about bowling ball. That's really fun. That's like, I remember it goes, you need that boy like a bowling ball dropped on your head. And I just remember singing that. <laughs> oh, that's a great line. Right, like it's that's a great nice. line. Yeah, it's really so, funny. It's really so. Funny. If I ever have the reason I ask for a track is that if I ever have time, um, I've got this vision of having like a, a Spotify playlist for every like guest who does a top five. So yeah, all right, cool. Yes. So yes. super chick. Wait, yeah. so, so is yeah. this so is this going to be a ranking or is this just a collection? Uh, that's a, com- a, a compendium, I would say that's- if you will. I'm going to say a compendium. I don't know. I think it depends on the song. So I have them ranked, but I'm not sold to it. I have that one as number five, but you know, That's it depends fair. on That's the fair. song. Well, we know we're right. not holding it to you. Yeah, nope. it's okay. I don't want you to like come back later and be like, nope. Autumn, that nope, we never do that. Never do uh, that. If you get national, let's <laughs> make him come up oh, and that's get national. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll put it on my application. That's so funny. They're like, we have a question. Uh, next one, I, you got you got to put Beyonce on there. I love her. I love her. her Queen just, B. Like, women and all of that piece. Yes. Um, I got some Alicia Keys in there because I All just right. really love her, just her impact and how she's really- Have nice. you read her book? No, I would love to read her book. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. It, it's way deeper than I thought it would be. Like, okay. and, I, and I think Alicia Keys is brilliant as an artist and as a human, but like I'm reading that book and I'm like, I need to write this down. Like yeah. Alicia Keys is teaching <laughs> me awesome. things right now. Yeah, I love that. Cowboy yeah. stuff. Um, I love me some pink. Pink has gotten yes. me many times. She's great. I just love her. Just super I, fun. Yeah, she's great. And the last one, I'm sure, will get me a lot of haters, but I don't care. I'm not a closet fan. I am open with my love for T Swift. I'm all yes, representing. <laughs> representing. <laughs> if people are mad, they need to calm down. Okay. Yeah. Am I right? That's right. Oh, That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, so um, you're so you're a Swifty. I'm a big Swifty. I was a closet Swifty for a while. And then I watched the t- the documentary Miss Americana and she like turned me over. If you haven't seen that yet, like, you know. Yes, I've heard great things about it. Just, I've like, heard great that. things about it. I yeah. need to watch it. I need, I love music docs. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah I need Kevin, to watch if, you, if you've heard our, uh, our intro music, Kevin actually composes and performs the intro awesome. music. So Kevin's a, Kevin's a music head. All right. Um, so great so Kevin and I are gonna it is a great list actually yeah, it's, it's a good like combination that's my favorite well I you know I love as that an, as an anti-racist I appreciate that it's diverse not only in terms of racial background but in terms of style yes. and belief system like I, I, I like that what do you yeah. what do you like about this top five Kev I mean, I like that we're hearing folks that we haven't heard. I, and I love that you own Taylor Swift Ke- Kevin has as, no as one of those who, top ones. Because I will tell you, Jesus, so I, that's, oh, believe me, hold on, hold on, be, hold on, wait, wait, I will not allow this slander. I will not allow, you don't know my name. There you go, you got me singing. All right, Justin. When he gets mad, he sings. When he gets yeah. uh, when I'm mad, I holler. When I'm mad, when he's mad, he sings. That's um, it. I, That's it. I like it because I feel like, and you and I have had a few conversations over the last couple of months, Autumn, and and I feel like I feel like I can see a piece of Autumn in all of those. Yeah. Like I think I think that's a beautiful thing, and I think that you know, music and the and the creative, the art that we consume does say a lot about who we are. So 
Um, we approve, and um, I, I think you got national just on that. Like, okay, well, let's hey, <laughs> if, if not, what what's wrong with those people? Yeah, who do we making call? this decision? Oh yes. wait, I know who we call. What do we do? <laughs> say, you know, do you know who to call? All right, all right. Here we we'll, go. We'll spam. No, but how can um, we? Can this is what I always wonder? Can we support? How do the people support you? Is this like an American Idol? Is yeah, there a, a number lot of that we call? They say that. Like, can we vote? Can we do? If that? it was American Idol, I would have won last. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it no, it would have. yeah, no. It doesn't actually work that way. No, it's because a lot of because 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 this is yes. who represents us, and I am not close to <laughs> greatness He's that great. is Juliano Ortube. Juli, we love shout you. Shout out, be shout on the out. Podcast in a couple weeks, but yeah. like, yes, yeah, that's so. awesome. I love that you have that. That's awesome. So, and I, yeah. I will tell you that, um, you know, I mean, y'all just, you know, I, I think um, out of other places, people can follow your work and follow you just kind of your ideas and your progression through this. Yeah, yeah I'm all over social media. If you want to follow me at Colorado Toy, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of those Colorado T-O-Y, you'll see me on there um, and just kind of going through the process and talking about the whole thing. And um, the next step in the national journey um, is to go to DC and do an interview at the end of the month. And do all of those pieces and I'll get to meet the other three amazing um, nationalists. It's um, an incredible some, crew. Yeah, I'm super excited to meet all of the other finalists and um, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. So yeah. it's just day by day. And when do oh, your God. activities start? What's your first activity as a state teacher of the year? So we have our like an uh, initiation, orientation, whatever you want to call it. We'll start. Induction. I think they call it induction. induction. Too many names. <laughs> We'll initiation is what happened to me in middle school uh, yeah right yeah so we start that in two weeks uh the first the, the second full the eighth and ninth kind of that part of february we'll do some yeah. virtual training we we're supposed to be in new orleans but sadly you know uh, it's safe i know i was really bummed i'm like wait oh no. y'all are gonna be in pasadena so it's gonna be okay there we go okay. you'll be all right you'll be all right okay no that would have been that would have been dope to, and and it does like the first time that you meet the whole cohort in person it's just there's nothing like it. It's yeah. an amazing sort of. Well, and I can see how close you have gotten with your your cohort, and I'm like, it's they, they do a good job. So I'm I'm ready yeah. for whatever. It'll be fun. It's it's so much fun. Well, um, Autumn, thank you for giving us your time this evening. We're just so honored to have you here. Um, if you all enjoy what you are hearing on Two Dope Teachers in a Microphone. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Two Dope Teachers. Show ideas, feedback, gift cards, money, all that kind of stuff. Please send that stuff directly to Two Dope Teachers at gmail.com. And yo, uh, podcasting isn't free. I mean, it's free for you, but it's not free to produce. So if you are interested in supporting the work that we do here at Two Dope Productions, which includes this, the flagship podcast, Habitually Disruptive, and the exit interview, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash two dope teachers. All right, Autumn, so we have a way that we like to um, say goodbye on these. Um, I ramble a little bit and then I like more than usual. And then in unison, despite the internet connection, we all try to say stay dope together. Um, and so we try to do that. So for my intrepid co-host, Kevin Adams, um, the best teacher at the Denver Center for International Studies at Baker that I've ever seen. Oh, stop. For <laughs> my new friend. Are we are we all friends now? Yes, we're, we're all friends. friends. Yes. No, I'm not asking you, Kev. I'm asking oh. you. <laughs> we're friends. We're way friends. <laughs> okay, cool. 
for our new friend, friend of the podcast, Autumn Rivera, 2022 Colorado Teacher of the Year and 2022 finalist for National Teacher of the Year. Yes. I am Gerardo Munoz, and I'm inviting you on this evening in the snow, in the wake of disappointments following non-snow days in the city of Denver, in tense times when it's just the dog days, y'all. From the dog days, I am asking you to stay optimistic, stay positive, stay real, stay knowledgeable, stay connected to the communities, but beyond everything, you gots to stay Stay dope. dope.